0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to Ironcast. What a guest we've got this week! I tell you, when we started this, there's a few dream guests on our lineup, and this gentleman is, is right at the top of the list. A cult hero for West Ham, 176 game league games in a nine year spell. It's Johnny Monks. Welcome to Ironcast. Welcome, welcome mate. Uh, mate. I think over 200
0: with substitute appearances. I don't <laughs> to sell myself short, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, what a fantastic nine years. I think I was, was at the club, nine years. So, uh,
1: yeah. greatest times of my life, really. And in nine years, just, so many characters, not only yourself, when you think right. about the people you shared a dressing room with, Martin yeah. from Martin Allen to Paolo Di Canio, yeah. Ian Bishop. Yeah. The names just keep saw them all, mate, didn't they? Yeah. Neil Ruddock.
0: Razor. Ian Right Dixie. Righty. Dixie. Uh, and then you went on Tony Cotty, like you went on to then the boys that come through who were mm. England players, which, you know, we didn't have many at West Ham at that time, but Frank Rio, Joe Cole, Ferdinand, uh Ian oh, yeah, right? Oh right, yeah, right. Obviously, but yeah. coming through the academy, oh, yeah, like the Johnson, Ma- Michael Carrick. What a player he was. Wow. So it was a, a great time because when I originally signed, I think it was in ninety three, ninety four. We was like a bit of a yo yo team. Up, you know, we'd come up from the mm. the championship. Then uh, I think two years before I signed, and the first year I was here, we nearly got relegated. But we ended up going through an era where we actually become a good team. You know, got in Europe one year and basically mm. come fifth one year. I don't know what year that was. Might have been 96, seven, I think. But to come fifth in the league, it was a, a big turnaround.
1: And won the Intertoto Cup. We uh-huh. sat here in front of a picture of West Ham with a European trophy. You did the same thing. 99. <laughs> 99.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't underestimate it. It was a... Uh... It was a bit of a. It was a funny one because we got we got back, come back early, and everyone was moaning because obviously what, like for
2: early game in pre season
0: we got to come back two weeks before. What's this all about? And uh, in the total cup, no one wanted to get. You know what I mean? No one wanted to know. And then we basically had a run, got in as mem- momentum come each round we were like thinking aye hey, hey, aye hey, we could get in europe and it was uh, yeah nice <laughs> nice few quid and uh we ended up actually beating mets which was an unbelievable two games in the final and it was you know wow. well you know what west ham fans are like with you know an achievement
1: in europe yeah so many people said that mets away game was one of the best uh, for a long time one of the best west ham away games they'd ever been on for a uh, like mm-hmm. a generation
0: I think performance-wise, it was because they was a good team. I mean, you you, you had there uh, the uh, I forget his name in midfield. He was a brilliant player. And I've managed, up front. Yeah, I've managed to put him out of the 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 game at Upton Park. I, I hit him with a great tackle. <laughs> I mean, I won the ball, but obviously caught you know followed through and caught him, and he was out. So I'm thinking. That's a result. Was, was that he, pre, was that premeditated <laughs> or just Harry said to me you've got to get into him <laughs> because obviously he was a he was a I forget his name, but he was a real quality left footed player and uh Italy's man. And uh obviously that was a bonus, not being horrible, but for him not <laughs> to play in the second league. But they had like Sahar up front yeah. and they was a good team. So the second, you know, that away performance really was a proper uh we control, I actually see it on video a little while ago. We controlled the first half like it wasn't an away performance where we hit them on the break. Yeah, yeah. We were the better In team. control.
1: And the forward players we have around that time, Joe Cole, Paolo Di Canio, Paolo Wanchop and his pomp. Yeah, Sinclair, really Trevor Sinclair. Sinclair.
0: Trevor Sinclair. Sinclair. I mean, team. We, uh, we, as I say, that, that around that time, we was
2: a real good premiership team. Yeah, Look, Roland I the... don't know if I'm more impressed with Monk's Watched the video recently. Does that, <laughs> does, did you say on video or? Yeah, someone sent me it. Is it. Uh, a proper old video? Old? No, no, no. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> sorry. <That'd> be...
1: YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he's up to date. <laughs> the VHS player's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of characters, I wanted to go right back to the start of your career because you've played 11 games, I think it was, for Spurs in the year they won the FA Cup in 91. But you played in, with Gaza. Yeah. And I thought the two of you are quite similar personalities. Did you get on? I
0: oh, was a great, great lad. Good mates. Yeah, we had. Uh, again, it was a, a talk about characters at the, that time. Uh, Paul Walsh, Paul Stewart, Gazza, obviously. Uh, Mitchell Thomas was a funny lad. Vinny Sandway, Steve Sedgley was a nutcase. It was like <laughs> Pat, sounds, Van, Pat Van and Al oh, sounds man. carnage. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I'd always been brought up around these sort of players, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of them players, not only were they big characters, they were good footballers. And I think in my head, it was like, that's the way to make yourself a better player. So I I used to watch Gazza because a lot of the games, what I didn't play, I was in the squad. So I used to watch him like an orc. And then he was one of them that, he deferred the pressure by just being a clown. Mm. And I thought, that's... And then he went out on the pitch like a free spirit. And uh, I thought, I want to be like that geezer. <laughs> and he, he would have you whatever way you wanted. He'd do you with aggression, strength. Yeah. I mean, beat ya. I had a needle pass, score brilliant goals. He was like the greatest midfielder yeah, of his generation. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? So I just
2: loved his attitude. I mean, he was hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly. Do you think that's missing in football nowadays, yeah, Monks, as in characters? I, th- I think yeah. towards the end when I was finishing, yeah. I-, I played with characters, but not like the stories you have, like Monks' era. I think that's a major, that's yeah. missing It wouldn't massively. happen, would it? No, would, it, can it, you it can't. I get that because of the, the way the game's changed, but yeah, some of the characters, you, you don't really see them characters no. anymore, which has no. sort of died out of the game. No, I
0: mean, like with Pet I mean... One particular story that just made me laugh with he'd been on the lash on the weekend because he used to go up to Newcastle. So he back, we'd been beat, I think might have been Villa, we'd, be, mm. we'd been beat. And then basically, uh, Venables was fuming and he'd called me up in the office and had a little go at me about something. And, you know, he, he said, You're near the first team, but this lets you down. So I thought, oh, That's nice. I wasn't even playing at the weekend. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> So I said to Gads, I said, he's got the right hump up there. I said, don't make a f- mug of yourself today. Because Gazza had come down on the train from Newcastle and he was been on the beers
2: on the train. He
0: said, I needed a livener. <laughs> right? So he'd been on the, uh, I don't know, it was the Jack Daniels. So anyway, he said, nah, I'll be all right. Anyways, got a clown's nose from somewhere, put it on. And Eric Torsford's boots, who was like size 14. <laughs> right? our goalkeeper and gone out and trained <laughs> <laughs> so Venice has come out we're now into like a five a side because he used to come out late and Gaza is the best player on the pitch even his, though he was even though he had the clown's nose <laughs> and the, and Venice looks here and he's like one two gold goal this and he went oh. he yeah, just, I remember I... him just going no, up.
2: <laughs> can't be bothered with him <laughs> what, what can you say what can <laughs> you say though <laughs> what can you actually say to him if he's the best player and he's doing yeah. that you,
1: you just got to let him go in ya oh, yeah mate. You had a spell at Swindon after Spurs, working with Glenn Hoddle. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a clip knocking about on the internet. I don't know if anyone's mentioned it to you. Where Glenn Hoddle's teaching you something and he's like "Go, like, John, you need to do it like this. And he's doing like a 30, 40 yard pass. And he's like, put some backspin on it or something like that when you're at Swindon. And you're like, and you're having a go at it. But hmm. obviously he's Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like He's one of the greatest midfield players England's ever produced. Yeah,
0: well, it dude- the, the, i'd been on loan six seven times at t- tottenham i went to nottingham forest ipswich and for one reason or another i basically come back that i didn't you know they couldn't agree a fee or some loans i didn't do that good so my confidence was low so when Oddle took me to swindon on a permanent move he was another one that i'd grown up watching at tottenham yeah and he's a genius so my confidence went through the roof. That's when my career took off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd only he played... was such a good player. He was such the gym? A... Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, I'd had I'd come back one time, I don't know if it was John Gregory at Portsmouth, and uh didn't want me. And then I thought, well John Gregory's a good player. He must know something about the game. Good midfielder. You know what I mean? But when it came to Chris Turner down at <laughs> Cambridge, you know what I mean? <laughs> I started to lose confidence. <laughs> but uh and Dave Kosack at you know what i mean it was like well he did actually but i broke my leg but that's another story but Mm. when i went to odd it was like he was better than the players and he was still playing so being a player manager and he's looking at uh players that can't do what he he could do thankfully i was one that could not as good obviously (laughs) by by that clip but he got players in like me mickey hazard uh nicky summerby martin ling all good footballers and he it was a master stroke because our budget was <laughs> and we ended up getting in the premiership
1: yeah premier league was swindon town yeah and yeah. um you really starred that season i heard you joined west ham i don't know how true this is at the end of the kind of what would it have been 93 94 season harry redknapp went to jamie redknapp and said who's your toughest opponent this season and he said john moncur yeah and yeah. harry's like right is that true? Well, Harry told me that,
0: but I remember play, I played twice that year against Jamie, and then obviously the Anfield game was my best game. I scored. We, we drew to all with Liverpool, but we was 2-1 up. I'd made the first goal. I was just, one, you know, it was one of them days. So <laughs> I can believe that. I mean, Jamie knew me when he was a kid. So I hadn't played against him, but I trained with him. At Tottenham, because he'd come to Tottenham oh, of course, yeah. as a young kid and whatnot. So I can believe that. But uh, Harry was like, when I come here and all the, you know, what a great signing. Uh, a million that, quid as million well? A million it? pound. Me and Joey Beauchamp signed on the same day and I had some three, four great seasons. Then I had a Dickie spell and Harry said, oh, it's Billy Bonzi signing. Nothing to do with me. Because <laughs> 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 Billy actually signed me. <laughs> oh,
1: was he? Oh, yeah, of course. Because
0: it's just in that period just before yeah. Harry took oh, over. God, but, yeah, yeah. But he went after three weeks.
1: Yeah. What, what did you do? What did what did you do?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the biggest shock to me at first, because I, I went and spoke to Glen Oddle again at Chelsea. So everyone thought I was going to Chelsea because yeah. it was my ex-Swindon manager. And Swindon called me in. They said, look, Newcastle won you. Apparently, Glen Roder thinks you're a because <laughs> i was mates with Gazza, so i said that's nice from glenn uh, <laughs> west ham want you chelsea want you we've agreed a million pound so i went to speak to chelsea first and then obviously everyone thought i was going to go to
2: what it just didn't work out at chelsea or you no it west didn't Am?
0: work out my well bit of both my basically my heart ruled me head i was mm. obviously all my family were west ham and uh it was one of them i I used to look through the Upton Park training ground. I used to play at Westlands, which was next to Chadwell Leaf as a 10, 11-year-old. So it was like something that I just had, a, you know, I was probably looking at Bobby, maybe Bobby Moore then, I don't know, definitely Billy Bonds and players like that. Yeah. So it was a little bit of both. Uh, the contract weren't too dissimilar. In fact, West Ham gave me another year. Chelsea offered me a three-year deal. So I basically signed for West Ham. So I thought unbelievable. They wanted to, they you know wanted to sort of build the team around good midfield players. We had Michael Hughes, Ian Bishop, mm. players that I knew were good players. So I decided to sign. And then about two weeks later, we went down to Eastbourne on a preseason fitness camp, and Billy Bonds was beating us all at the running. I thought, <laughs> what the, f- what have I done here? He's forty-three and. Um, fitter than the players <laughs> so i then thought
1: i've made a big mistake <laughs> uh, uh, also on that pre-season there's the famous story where harry redknapp played a fan in a pre-season yeah. i think it was that summer were you playing yeah. on that day
0: yeah yeah well i was i think i was uh injured that day but i was in the dressing room but we basically was having a mayor. Like we usually do pre season, <laughs> no, no,
2: nothing especially new, especially if the manager's fitter <laughs> than you,
0: <laughs> nothing new. But uh, yeah, so this fella's come flying in and, and done his nut. Like, you know, I thought he's one of the uh, the old ICF merchants, the way he flew in and went through the door. You're like, <laughs> This that the other so Harry went well you play then go on put what, a what
2: he, he wasn't invited in he just steamed in the dressing room yeah he steamed in he got
0: it sort of got through the well there weren't no security, security I forget yeah. what he was a uh, non league was it might Oxford? have been yeah. one of them but and now uh, he's
2: just gone right play then and he's played on
0: and he put him on
1: brilliant
2: and he <laughs>
0: sc- he nearly it.
1: scored didn't he he scored a yeah, goal and was offside
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could have played he could have started the season <laughs> Marco Bogers
1: <laughs> take me shirt off. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you had so, like, so many iconic 90s moments in that first season, stopping United win the, winning the Premier League yeah. on a day in which we were already safe at that point. Yeah. We had nothing to play for and we just pulled this performance out. Yeah. It was incredible. Well, that was a funny one because we had, I think we had,
0: we, had, we had three home games, Blackburn who were champions, Liverpool were third and United obviously going for the title. So everyone's yeah. going, you're gone. You know what I mean? Because we had to win two of those games at least. So we we beat Blackburn, which was a great game. I think we beat them 2-0. 2-0, my well, Reaper. Been, Reaper score. didn't you see me corner? Put on six my in. Johnny Prowse, it was. <laughs> right or left foot. So Reeps gets up and scores the first. Uh and then I actually nearly scored the second, it came out to Uch. And basically. So anyway, we're thinking we've got a sniff here. And then we beat Liverpool. Thankfully, Liverpool were like not going for the title, so we beat them on the Wednesday. Smashed them three 0 Three 0 and uh, that was it. We were safe. So Harry went see you Sunday, lads. So you imagine yeah. it, like no training, all, nothing. Which <laughs> I think Harry was so relieved. So we all turned up. We'd been on the <laughs> free day, and I should have done that earlier on in the That's season. What I'm saying. We should have done and that actual game if you like watched it first half we were brilliant we could have we is that, them.
2: is that when Ludo had the world yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: we battered them first half we could have been two or three up uh, obviously second half they battered us you know but we ended up sort of uh, stopping them win the title
1: which is fantastic, best <laughs> g-
0: best game I've ever played. I think at Upton Park.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I can't. Remember. One one thing I've always heard from players who played on that day was like everyone was just so relaxed beforehand. Well, yeah. now you know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it's uh, <laughs> all been hit,
1: out
0: all week. It's all been out on the, on the lash. But I remember staying at the back post with Keeney with about a minute to go, and I said it ain't happening this year, Roy. And he looked at <laughs> me a and he went, "I'm going to do you, you little." <laughs> See you <laughs> All right. and as, And the, and I'm thinking, now we up and take the call, he's gonna chill <laughs> here. And I went, he said, I'm gonna do you after the game. So I I said, I won't be in the tunnel. I said, I'll be round this clapping the fans. <laughs> and he looked at me like, you know, when someone <laughs> looks at you, and he he couldn't even talk. And I thought, <laughs> he's either gonna do throw a right hand, or you know, anyway. We uh
1: what a day, what a day that was. Oh man. So many great moments. You mentioned Harry Rednove a few times. What was your relationship like with him? Did you get on with this? Yeah, like, you got to remember, Harry went to school with my mum. Really? And I knew his
0: granddad really well. He was a lovely man, actually. He used to come down the training ground. And, uh, yeah, so there was a connection. And my dad worked a lot uh, with Harry through, because my dad was uh, head of the academy at tottenham for f- 25 years so he he took J- jamie to tottenham so there was always it's a like connection, your connection yeah. yeah yeah and you know we was born in the same area my granddad knew his grand like, that's his crazy dad so there was a connection there but we did have a you know we had our ups and downs put it that way <laughs> like nine years you would wouldn't you yeah. no a- actually seven years because harry
1: you were there his whole... His I was Harry's there from whole start route.
0: to finish, but he was seven years. And then, obviously, Glenn Roder was the manager for the last couple of years. But, yeah, I mean, listen, he knew how to put a team together. Very good. He was a good man manager. And he knew football. Like, he knew players. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he signed a lot of good players, Harry. Yeah. So, cutting you know... Bad, and and really, if you look... Yeah, cut fuck. Oh, he had a few <laughs> bad ones. I don't, <laughs> don't know why uh, he signed them, but... Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he basically got us into a, as I said, like from a relegation team into a European team, you know, just a few, he
2: chalked off like Boogers you and Radichoi <laughs> yeah. and oh, Porfirio yeah. <laughs> and it was a couple then, wasn't it? Was you around when there's that famous interview with Harry? You'd have been about, about when they're talking about Frank. Yeah. When the fan, fan yeah. questions him. Yeah. You well, Frank yeah. would have been around then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was a lot of talk at the time. Cause to be honest, Frank was, uh. I got nothing but respect for Frank because he had it hard when he come through, you know, because people were thinking you're only getting in the team because of your dad. Yeah, well, that's what that fan was saying. And that's what that's that fan what was yeah. so, saying, yeah. And, like, a few of us did give him an hard time in training because, you know, you know what football's like. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, I've got to be better than Frank because I'm getting older now and he's going to come in and take me place and, you know, but he showed a hell of a lot of character and I actually never thought he'd be as good as he was. Really? Nah, not, you know. I mean, what a career he had. Yeah. Unbelievable. But he was only 18, 19, 20 then. I mean, I, mean, I remember playing with him on one game, particularly in the crowd were on his back, and I said to him, look, don't worry about it. Just keep going. And he was struggling, and I think he's, he took off. He scored four goals against Oxford the next game in a, a League Cup, whatever it was then. Walsall, I think it might have been. Was it yeah. Walsall? Yeah. Or one of them teams, and uh, I think that... Giving of like like confidence, took off from them. Yeah,
1: C- could you tell? Is that that's interesting to me? Could you not tell he had that this amazing ability at yo- a young age? Was it not clear? Not,
0: I wouldn't have personally. Yeah, but he was a good player, really good player. But I wouldn't have said he was like Joey Cole when he came through, or even Rio. I thought Rio could. Rio was that good. He could have. He could play in midfield. He could play at the back. You know, I mean, when Rio came in, we had a relegation game, I think, against Coventry. He played in midfield, Rio, and he was only like 18. And that day, I just thought, wow, this kid's Especially. good. You know what I mean? Where it took me a little while to realise how good Frank was. And, yeah. he, and he he became a lot better than what I thought he would have been. Credit
1: to him. Well, what about the likes of Joe Cole? Do you remember the first time we seen yeah. him coming in training? Was that was that completely different that than was, you could just yeah. tell? He had, no, that it. was ridiculous. It was like, <laughs> you, it was like, you know what I mean? Catch the
0: pigeon.
2: <laughs> you fu-
0: I couldn't get near him and I'm getting more and more frustrated. Just want to kick him. Just while you couldn't, yeah, sit. You know what I mean? But he was like, I would have, I said he could be like the next next this geezer. Yeah. He was that good because <laughs> he, he had everything like on the ball, skill. He, he was very quick. What he, what, what he could do, what he could do, he was a lot stronger than you thought. So when you thought you had him in the corner, he would slip out of it and be away. I remember one game at Arsenal. Uh, I don't know if it was the one where Vieira did spit at Razor. I don't know if it was that one or not. But Vieira went in twice to, to, to do him. Oh, I remember it. And did he do he like this, then the step over? Didn't yeah, just, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was like Bambi on ice that day, Vieira. <laughs> and because he's thinking, any other person, I'm going to win this ball on his first touch. Yeah. And Coley just went, Psh! Was he? uh,
2: Was he quite lively? Was as a young lad? Was he quiet? Oh, Joe! Yeah,
0: bit of both. Great, yeah, Yeah, a a real good lad. Different class, Joe. I love him. Yeah, you know, he wasn't over cocky like you'd think he played like on the field. Mm. He had he had respect and all for people. You know, Uh, great lad.
1: What about one thing? I always thought uh, one thing I always thought about you and the way you played. You had an unbelievable Cruyff turn. The little light, like, like yeah. you could just do that and just lose whoever was around you. And I yeah. noticed that Michael Carrick eventually he added that to his game. And I wondered, did you teach him that? Was there something? Was it? I think
0: Michael learned a lot. He, I'm good mates with Michael now. I see him a, quite a bit, yeah. and he he he, which is a great compliment. He he learned a lot from me. He said. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah. is, is good. I don't know if he learned that. But <laughs> or if he's I remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <if> he's lying. <laughs> but I remember. See, these are the things what you. I was talking to my dad the other day, and my dad was in football. And me and Tony Adams was in the same. I played against him, like I was speaking earlier about the West Ham training ground. Yeah. I played for a Romford team. He played for Dagnum. And he was the first man that just took the ball off me. And I remember my dad a bit tough, you know. He took it off you like candy off a baby. You know, you ain't going to survive unless you know how to deal with players like that. And I got a bit of a, my first in at like <laughs> 11, 12 years old. And I went away and practiced how I can wrong foot him because I was two footed.
2: Yeah.
0: And the next game I'd gone to shoot and I croifed him and then scored with my right foot. A bit like the Villa goal. Yeah. Where yeah. I flicked it with my right foot and hit it with my left. So I could do, go either, either way. way. But I said to my old man the other day, I don't know whether or not, it was because you told me about Tony Adams, I practiced so much to basically be two-footed because it was the only way I could probably beat him yeah. is go either way because he was he was bigger than me and he was stronger than me. So it's a funny how things work, but as a young player, that's the determination or the drive you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in footballers and I... You don't know you've got it until you know you've got it when you quit and you think, I was obsessed actually. Because mm. yeah. If he'd have took the ball from me again, I'd have been devastated. Yeah,
2: because you know it's so hard to, to, it. to, to, to do something to yeah. be.
1: That's just one thing that always comes through to me when footballers talk about this idea of natural ability. It doesn't seem to be natural ability. It's just becoming obsessed and practicing mm. things again and again until it becomes second nature.
2: Well, I think it's both, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah mine's not as skillful as monks like doing the croif i remember being up the school opposite my mum's house back home and my brother hanging the ball up for me to head it we'd be up there for hours there you go (laughs) honestly (laughs) i I would head Mm. i'd head a goal i'd head away goal kicks but but there you go. and and you sort of like get obsessed with it yeah you know like it's not a very uh no but it is a
0: skill listen i'd love to have edited the ball you look now you know heading the ball is a skill Yeah. I never see it as a skill, but it is. Yeah, well, look, for me, because
2: yeah, because of my size and that, if I was going to make it, I was going to be a centre back. Honestly, I, if my brother was sat here now, we used to be up there. My brother was a good player as well. Uh, he would cross balls in. He and and you, we'd be up there for hours, just just heading the ball. Yeah,
0: <laughs> mad, but that, no, but that's right. I, I think you've got when you say is it a natural ability? I think it's both. Yeah, you know, look it's at Ronaldo. There, you've got to work at it. The yeah. best player, really. Yeah, look at his attitude. Mm. You know. So you're not telling me that he don't work at his game, Cristiano Ronaldo, come on. So you need both, don't you? All
1: right, West Ham fans, one way you can support Ironcast and help us rocket up the charts and beat off the competition from other official football clubs' podcasts, like Chelsea and like Spurs, is to get a five-star rating or review from you. Support me and Ginger on the podcast, chuck us a five-star rating review, and help us rocket up the charts where West Ham belong, at the top of the table. Back on with the show. Right, I've got a long list here of different stories I've heard about you down the years. I'm just going to pull out a few. Are they all... There's probably going to need to be a part two
2: and part three to this. Are they all... Are we allowed to record record them all? A lot of them are in the public domain.
1: So the first one I'm going to go with Harry signed, I think it was what, the start of the 96, 97 season, Harry signed a fleet of foreign internationals. One of them was Paolo Futre. Yeah. Story I've heard is he came in and was like, well, I'm number 10. You had number 10. Mm. And Paolo Futre was, well, I'm not paying for kind of number 10. Mm. And you struck a deal. Is this is true? This well, the true? story
0: was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a true story. We turned up at Ivory and obviously I was number 10. So now he's gone into one. <laughs> so he's... he's actually gone out of the dressing room and, and he, I think he went home. What's <laughs> he done? Not playing? <laughs> done. He didn't play that day. So, uh, he's obviously thrown his toys out. Harry then's come to me. We've got a problem here because he's just signed him. He said, he ain't playing if he's number 10. So I said, well, he ain't playing then, isn't he? <laughs> Simple as <laughs> <What's> that. <laughs> and now he has got oh, a problem. I can imagine. <laughs> but, how he's he's thinking, faced. but I'm thinking, hey, what are you going to do with yeah. You know, the old <laughs> Harry Reid, that yeah. and diver. I'll, 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 I I'll can do him at his own quid, game. Yeah. But uh, no, so actually, we called him in the office, and that Paolo was a good lad. And I liked him. And he, I, I didn't mind. As long as I was playing, he didn't, I didn't worry about numbers. So I swapped the 16, the 10 to the 16, and I got three uh access to his villa in P- uh, panina <laughs> lovely mate <laughs> Lovely, mate. sitting there with his on his sunbed with a cigar <laughs> 18 holes after listen keep the 10 <laughs> right. uh, how
1: many trips did you get out was, of it? oh
0: mate endless but, <laughs> did uh, you have? No, when I, I did, it, it was good. It was good at it, time time. was really a difficult. Different class, yeah.
1: <laughs> Rio Ferdinand says, the funniest thing he's ever seen in football, I don't know if you've seen this interview, was how you reacted once for not having enough training kit.
0: Yeah.
1: What's <laughs> the story? So,
0: Ginge knows where I live in Loughton. So, I used to sort of leave half hour before I needed to get in. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't one of them that was going to get in. I'd do my work after training. So i used to time it right one particular morning it was freezing there was like snow sleet in the air so <laughs> you're driving in i used to get in about half nine for an half ten yeah and uh the foreign lads at the time our, our kit man we had a certain amount of kit but what they was they'd nick two tops you know what i mean gloves hats so i get in all i've got is me my, my t-shirt me my shorts <laughs> Obviously, my socks. Now, it's minus it's minus one out there. <laughs> so, I said, where's the tops? Where's the track suit? Bearing in mind, I've been there six, seven years. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Monk, there ain't none in there. Because it was like a, they used to put it in a, a bin, in first basket, come, first yeah. serve. Yeah, so I thought, well, I've got to do something about this.
2: Would it have been Eddie, Kitman?
0: Eddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was there when I Eddie, though. great yeah. lad. So, I said, Ed, this ain't happening, mate. I ain't happy. So, I thought, right, what do I do here? So where Harry used to sit right next, outside the the pitch, he could see the the training pitch at Chad Relief. I've come out bollock naked (laughs) and just slid through a puddle, right? (laughs) Done a cleansman, (laughs) right, with just boots on. (laughs) So the lads are all laughing. So I said, don't worry about training tops. And Kit, I said, I'm doing the warm-up, come away we go. (laughs) Well, Harry's seen it, he's come tearing out.
2: Yeah, get, get him
0: in here. <laughs> so I've he got me. Here. He said, "I've got cameras here today. Yeah. You'll get me the sack. <laughs> All right, you'll get me the sack." <laughs> so I said, "Well, if I don't get any kit, that's what's happening."
2: So I bet he, they found some kit, sharp well, He got
0: Eddie, Eddie went, "Listen, Ed, whatever happens, make sure he's got a track suit." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You know what he's like."
2: You uh, know what he's like.
0: So it worked. I never, I never got like short changed in. <laughs> <laughs> what's the story with the paint for the lines and the pitches yeah that was another another one where we (laughs) but who would who would I ain't kidding you at West Ham right it was a great club but who has a geezer paint in the dressing room when you're getting ready to train you know what I mean (laughs) like he could have done it after we finished or
2: you've got like eight weeks in the summer when no one's around
0: eight (laughs) weeks or a day off I mean I think maybe what had happened we'd been scheduled a day off and he obviously he's come in and we're training so now it's like, what is going on here? So when the lads went out, I just said, yeah, mate, paint me head white. <laughs> paint me head. So I just went out with white head. I mean, as you do. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> but you can't have a geezer in there. It's like when you got, you know, you could be having a team bonding, team meeting. It can't happen. So it, that was sacked after that. No more painters in. Uh. I bet he was sacked at all. <laughs> oh,
1: mate. Baiting me head, mate. It was like a then. Did it yeah, come out? Yeah, come off. Did? It
0: took me a while. I thought, <laughs> when I was here, about an hour after, I thought I'd made a brick here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! I wanted to ask about the end of the 96, 97 season. We had again another great escape and Hartson and Kitson came in. Mm. And I felt that was the moment where we kind of, we were on an upward trajectory for almost the rest of the nineties. Hartson and Kitson. Yeah. Did it feel like that at the time that it just gave us, did it give us such a big lift?
0: Yeah, I think so because we, again, we was, Harry likes to pack midfield with footballers and we, you know, we had a good midfield. We could dominate the ball. But we just wasn't putting the ball in the net. Mm. So it was looking like we're in trouble here again. And then he signed them two players, which both of them were outstanding, I've got to say. I mean, even Paul Kitson, you know, as though he didn't have the career in terms of what Johnny Artson went on to do. They complemented each other so well. great characters and both of them could do everything because we played two up top in the end. Because they, so both of them could complement each other. So you had Kitto running in behind, very good finisher. And then you had a target man. Big hearts, yeah. You know, I mean, Johnny was about your standard. Yeah, yeah. You know, big, big lad. And people didn't realise how good he was on the deck.
2: No, he could play. Mm-hmm. i obviously play. played with John at, um, exactly. at Wales.
1: Well, you're telling I Unbelievable mean,
2: player. Yeah. Yeah, that season, I think it was yeah. maybe 97, 98. He's just unplayable. Unbelievable, mate. Like Monk said, he had everything, though, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, hey, had, he had a little bit of you know he could join in like as a midfield player. I, he used to face up and give me the ball when I wanted it or whatever. Like other midfield players, loved playing with him. And then when he was in trouble, you could you could yeah. knock an awful ball into him and he'd make it look good. <laughs> I mean, he would actually like bully players and get it on his chest. Bring it down, yeah. Where you know other players couldn't even edit. He was at, he was he was in his a day. He was, you know, the only problem Johnny had was perhaps his weight a little bit. That's what I would have said, getting hold of his, you know, he put on a few pounds one season after he'd scored 24 goals. And uh, it took him a while to then get into his running. But to score 24 goals one year, I oh. forget what year it was. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Another, another great West Ham striker you played with, Paolo Di Canio. Mm. Shared a dressing room with him for many years.
0: Unbelievable player, mate. Probably the best, what I would call, West Ham
1: player i ever played with. Me, personally. Yeah. He was genius. Was he a genius straight away, or did he need to warm up a I bit? I think he
0: was. I think he just, you know, you think of Paolo's career, he was just unbelievable. Like, he wasn't quick, mm. but he had, again, like the top players, like Harry Canes and Teddy Sheringham's. He was yard quick up here, and he could pull off. Technically, he could do anything, you know? Uh, fantastic player. One of them world-class players that, you, you know, you don't play with many of them.
2: Yeah. Well, we spoke to him and he he he, he loved the dressing room as well. Did he? He, he got involved as well. Oh, he he, got he, into he, it. Yeah. 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 He he, when, we had, when we had him on, he said he enjoyed that and yeah. mentioned all oh, you boys. You got yeah. you got a special mention for being <laughs> in the dressing room. I think, <laughs> you know. but he said he loved it. Yeah. He said he said it was something he hadn't seen a dressing room like that, but absolutely yeah. loved it.
0: Yeah, probably at times we we put, sort of stepped over the line a little bit. Because he didn't really go out drinking a lot mm. and stuff like that. But then that era was different. So we had a, you know, that was us. We might have had a night out once a week or whatever. But uh, I think he had to buy into it in the end because he, he saw that we wasn't taking the. <laughs> we was, yeah, you know, was we trained hard when we trained. And we, and we so I think he, he, we won him over a little bit rather than him won yeah. winning us over, you know?
1: Yeah. One of the big moments that you and Paolo really starred in. Was the five four against Bradford in two thousand? You, I think you might even open the scoring for us that day. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: is that is that the game where you you tried to put your, you took your top off or something? Couldn't yeah, get it back on. Cool. tried to put your top back on. Yeah, and they that's, scored.
0: That's, <laughs> <laughs> so Paolo played the free kick, and it was a little bit over, and I ended up getting on the end of it and scoring. And obviously, I hadn't scored for I don't know how long, so I've gone bananas. <laughs> took the top off. I don't know, it was right on half time and then time I've got it back on, which I'm running about one arm in <laughs> and all that, it was a carnage. The ball sort of come down to Dean Saunders and I've gone in the back of him. I see Dean Saunders a little while ago and I remind him of it because he was a clever player and he's given a penalty. So now me and Harry are having a row in half time, you can't even get <laughs> top on. I said, leave it out. I said I ain't scored for six, eight months. I said, let me enjoy it, you know. But uh, that game, it was just Bonkers. Shaka broke his leg, I think. Taking a goal kick. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. And we had this boy come in, Steve Bywall, who was a real yeah, confident lad. <laughs> Great lad. He got to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he, he let four in that day. <laughs> he, he was so confident, but that day he had his oven gloves on. He was like, <laughs> unbelievable. And then there was, we had this, that's the thing, we had these new screens put up at the side, and he's looking at himself on the screen, <laughs> and they're having a shot, and the crowd are going, like, it's like a pantomime, it's behind you. <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah. it was a mad game. And then De Canio had the row with, he had three. Penalty oh, three stone wall penalties. stonewall penalties. And the
1: referee's like, oh, no. Yeah. And he's giving he's Bradford penalties teant 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 for everything. That's it. Yeah. That's when he yeah, said, That's, teant that's teant me the favourite one to Kenny him a I
0: had the row over the penalty. But it was, that was like, that was a carnival,
1: that game. It was <laughs> mad. <laughs> what was it like in the dressing room after? What, what does Harry went? say after a game I think like Harry
0: actually went, he couldn't even speak. It was like, I've seen it all now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you there you were there for a couple of years beyond Harry. How was that? It was a bit of a shock at the time, I think, for me as a fan when Harry left. I just didn't didn't see it coming. Yeah. At all. What was it like as a player to find out that the Harry Redknapp era was over?
0: Well, it was because he'd been there 7 years, so it was a sort of big thing, you know. You you've been at clubs where the manager especially if if you think, you know, he likes you or you you know he's doing the right job, it's a bit of a blow. Yeah. But uh it happened so quick. Uh, don't really know the full reasons why but then Glenn come in Glenn Rode come in and he, he did have a good year the first year
1: yeah finished 7th
0: didn't we we'd done well you know and uh, it didn't go so well obviously the next year I think that was the final year I was at the club
2: mm.
0: I didn't play many games to be honest I mean he didn't play me that year Glenn
2: was that the year we went down 20 years ago 40-20 years ago yeah. right
0: yeah and uh, I sort of Fell out with him a little bit. Because, as I said, I knew Glenn be- when I, when Gazza was his... I was Gazza's mate. So I always liked him as a as a mm-hmm. man. You know what I mean? But that year, I remember going into him and I said, listen, we're going to get relegated if you don't play players like me. But I was 36 and I think he'd made his mind up. He's He's, you kids. know what I mean? Yeah, he offered me a coaching job. But I I didn't have no interest in that at the time. I still wanted to play. And uh, I remember the conversation and I said, like, you know, Joe and Michael, Joe Cole, they're unbelievable players. They're going to have unbelievable careers. But at the minute, I think I can come in here. You need something else. experience. Oh, experience. Yeah. And he said, listen, I'm going to go with what I'm going to go with. And I don't think I started a game that year. But I'm not saying that's the reason we got relegated. There was other players mm. that were experienced, even Potsey, You know, he never played. And you, I was thinking, you know, Potsey's been at the club it's like 500 games and okay you've you've gone down that road but we're we're sitting on the you know on yeah. the bottom three why not change it give it a go give it give it six games
2: yeah. so
0: it is what it is but uh disappointing year because we 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 yeah. st- we, we had a record a number of, of points but still went down still is, isn't it 43. yeah still is 42 42, 42
1: 42 points is the record i was chatting to uh les fernand the other day and he said, I asked him, because obviously he came in towards the back end of that season, and he thought it was the case that the young players
2: in the team or the players in the team at the time were just scared of the crowd, like scared to well, put a foot wrong. Well, that's sort of what you're trying to say, isn't it? Yeah. Like by playing you and Potsy and people like that, you, you know, you take the right. pressure off the young lads yeah, f- you, and f- play the boys who've, who've done yeah. it before.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because, you know, there was, there was players that wasn't used to Upton Park. Like, it, the thing is with the, the crowd and and the old type of grounds you you hear a lot more Mm. and uh people weren't used to the hostility sometimes when it don't go well you know I mean I saw Freddie Canuti top player yet was getting hammered off the crowd at one point you know Robbie Slater who had won a champ a a league medal at uh, basically Blackburn Blackburn we're playing one night at the crowd are on his back. I look around, he's five yards away from me. I said, what are you doing? He said, I can't go out there. <laughs> he said, they're driving me mad. <laughs> like the chicken run. Right towards the chicken run. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's played like, it, and that's a true sort mm-hmm. of story. So players probably had lost confidence and a lot of them weren't used to the... And hostia. then when that happens...
2: Y- as a player, you're nervous to get on the ball. Sometimes, you well, are. some players are. No, you are. You can are, see yeah. people. You can see them hiding, can't you? Like well, not not it. hiding, or maybe not showing for the ball, and then yeah. it's just yeah. Well, then it's a disaster. You see,
0: that's right. You're spot on because it's easy to go by unnoticed, and maybe get the shepherd's hook. Then going, we're losing two 0 at home, and the crowd are moaning. Yeah. Why don't you go and get on the ball? Like, I remember. Make things happen. Make things happen. I remember mm. being told at Tottenham, if you're going to have a mayor as a young kid, have a good mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I never shied away from the ball because I, you know,
1: and I had some bad,
0: bad games, but I I wouldn't hide. I, wouldn't,
1: I didn't mm. want to hide. Yeah. So you left in the summer of 2003 and you hung up your boots. Yeah. But. I thought that following season, we still could have used you. Was there a, It didn't make sense to me at the time as a fan. I thought dropping down a division, your experience, it made sense mm. for you to stay around. Was that never an option?
0: No, nah, sadly. I mean, I would have got a testimony and all. Uh, oh, cool. So, but as I say, Glenn had made his mind up. Glenn Rhoda. Uh, I don't know whether or not the in Trevor Brookin come in, whether they had agreed with it. But what was disappointing for me, as they signed Rob Lee, who would <laughs> do my job. He was exactly the same, same age. age, you know. Good player, Rob. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a good lad. I like him. But that was a disappointing fact. It's not like they've signed and gone down a different road. Yeah. In fact, I knew the club backwards and championship level. One knew I could have easily done another season, but. It happens, doesn't it? You know, you just have to get on
1: with it. And now you're an ambassador for West Ham. You're there in the lounges yeah. uh, at West Ham, at uh, London Stadium home games. And what's, what's the mm. moment West Ham fans come up to you and ask you about more than anything I else? I think
0: they're brilliant. Like, they, they, the thing is with the fans, it's eras, isn't it? A lot of them say, I love the 90s when yous were playing. Mm. You know, like, as you said earlier, there's a lot of them boys that were good players, good characters, loved the club. You know, I had good careers at West Ham. So they, you know, they appreciate that, you know, not so much the younger people. Mm. It's the people that are sort of my age and, and even older. I mean, some of them, a lot of them were kids then. So I would say the 40s to 60-year-olds really appreciate mm.
2: sort of the, the time we had. I don't know if you mm. see it as well, Mark. Like obviously, with, with like, I do the same thing as Mark, the lounges on a Saturday. The amount, the, and credit to the club, the amount of ex-players that do come here, yeah, every single one of us who used to play for West Ham, whether you're from different oh. areas of the country, love West Ham. The lo- yeah. Like well, I think yeah. I've said it on here before, and, yeah. and monks will agree. When you come and play for West Ham, you just sort of yeah. become a fan, then not you? That's and, and, it. and and the love that we still get, the older boys from yeah. the fans, is incredible.
0: Oh, without a doubt, mm. and that that's what's brilliant. I mean, it ain't. A ch- it's actually so enjoyable. You 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 do it. Even if you weren't getting paid, don't get me (laughs) wrong, it ain't a lot of money, (laughs) but uh, it's brilliant because he's right. It's it's like family, isn't it, Mm. West Ham? And we're really appreciated by the fans, aren't we? And that's what's good. And I think that you know that that goes a long way because I think the atmosphere now in that particular stand is so good Mm. to how it was. You know, obviously when we moved over from Upton Park. But I speak to the Tottenham lads and and you know other clubs that don't do it as much, you know, and they and they said like, the fans are forever asking, why is there only four of you? Because well, mm. Tottenham are only they've cut back to six players where they used to have twenty five. You know what I mean? So it just shows you what they're like. I think <laughs> it's,
2: a, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant thing as well. That, well, yeah. because unfortunately, I, I think it doesn't seem to be. The relationship. Yeah, yeah, not the relationship. Is in, it's hard for fans to speak to current players nowadays. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Because of the way the the game is and what's going on. So I think you know, see monks yeah. up there telling stories, me about the time I played. Yeah, I think that's why the fans enjoy it so much. And like yeah. I said, credit to the club because no, yeah, it is, it's brilliant.
1: It is brilliant. The other thing fans don't see is that when you get there like three hours, whatever it is, before kickoff, all the old players go in the press room and have your pre-match meal. And yeah. they're just the, you're all sat around together on the same table, roaring with laughter. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you're still all mates. I yeah. love that so much.
0: Exactly. Well, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I mean, in the end, you're only left with your memories, you know what I mean? Don't yeah. no matter what. And that's what, you know, us footballers, we miss a lot because you miss the dressing room. Mm. So that's a little bit of the old dressing room. And yeah. uh, I look forward to it. I love it, meeting up and whatnot. And as you say, mo- most, as, as James said, the, the West Ham players, yeah, there's sort of a connection.
1: Mm. There yeah. is. You made the right decision when you went to West Ham over Chelsea. <laughs> you exactly made, made it. <laughs> you <laughs> called on, wasn't even exactly. a decision. <laughs> Bang on. Oh, John, thank you for the chat. Thank you for the memories. What a brilliant episode. It's been a pleasure to be in your company. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Blinding. Thanks, Thanks, Cheers, lads. Brilliant. And thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon with a brand new episode. Until then, come on, you irons!
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.